and gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Stan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. On. Welcome. Hello, welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Good morning, everybody. On this uh, Saturday morning, we've got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of violence this morning. Mike Tyson punching blokes on an airplane. We've got uh, blokes punching uh, people at the football last night. We'll talk about that. Uh, the AFL descent rules become a farce. Well, it is a farce. I don't know if it became a farce, but it was a farce from the get-go. Aaron Woods and Wade Graham are going to join us talking rugby league. It was a tough night for the dogs. Encouraging, but then... Turned out to be pretty tough. Uh, Richard's tip, $5.90 winner last week. Hope you're all on board. Uh, Candice is away for another week um, in India. She'll be back next week. So it's just you and me, Rich, which means either management is really cheap or they think we're doing a good job. I think it's the former. Good morning to you. I'm certain of it. <laughs> I'm certain it's the former. There's no way they think we're doing a no, good job. God, God, no. <laughs> it's just impossible. I think we're a lost cause. They've gone, well, we're going to put another X amount of dollars People into that show. No to see way. how bad we can be. Uh, that's They're attracted to it. Uh, how was your week, Rich? Ah, you know, just another week. I've got a few grievances out of the week. Oh, get good. to them later. Congratulations, $5.90. That was you could have got seven fifty. Um, I think. Oh, well, okay. Well, I was happy with my 5 dollars considering so it was, was near the, the back of the field. I know. And had no right to win. I told you about him. I told you about that horse. He's a character. He, doesn't, he knows when he can win and when he can't. What about Greg Norman wanting to come back? That, that's, that's we're going to have to talk about this. <laughs> you, you think it's just Greg that's Norman's That's going to be an ego? hour and a half of Ryan HG's show. No. It's not just his ego, although it is rather oh, I large. Think, I think that's a yeah. fair bit to it's do with It's bigger than the head on his driver, that's for sure. All right, Triple M, it is the Dead Set Legends. We'll be back after this. Talking a bit of Friday night footy, Bulldogs go down once again, six in a row for them. You can call us any time, 13353 here on the M's on this Anzac Day long weekend. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends on a uh, Saturday morning. Just Rich and Dan once again today. Candice back next week. We're going to catch up with her. She's over in India, and I think COVID went through that team, but uh, I don't think it's got the Warners and the kids. And No. She's in that special hotel with a very nice pool and the staff. And... <laughs> the six stars. Yeah. It's doing it tough. <laughs> <laughs> She's waking up at 5.30 her time to speak to us. Really? Uh... Friday night. Getting home. Just one <laughs> game last night. It was, I thought, pretty entertaining, Richard. It was 14th versus 16th, but um, yeah. Canterbury were brave. They, they'd had a host of blokes out. They stuck. They had this thing where they can hang in for a little while and then gets away from them. 60 yeah. minutes last night, and then Brisbane exploded. 14th versus 16th is a bit like a, you know, a two-horse race with ponies, you know? <laughs> they can still be competitive, but... Uh, Look, I, I thought Canterbury actually, glimpses, showed enough talent to say, you know, if you could keep that going for 80 minutes, you might be able to, you know, beat 10th. Yeah. So, 
you know, that, that that's good for them. Well, Does that sound patronising? Well, I did, but they take 10th at the moment yeah. because they're 1-6, and six, yeah. and that win was way back in, in round one. Wade Graham is joining us, uh, Sharks player, obviously, coming back soon, hopefully, and part of the Triple M team. Good morning, Wade. Good morning, fellas. How, how are you? Excellent. Yeah, we're uh, good, thanks, Wade. What are you doing this Saturday morning? I'm actually just watching my young bloke play with the hose and water the lawn, so I'm going to have to go out there and stop him soon. He's got the water going everywhere. Uh, how old's he? He's uh, four in August, so he's <laughs> at a good age. You've got him working the, at four. Yeah. Uh, the the two-year-old, I can't find him, so I'm in some dramas this morning. Jesus, what a great father. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> find that kid before the missus gets home, all right? What? Uh, no, she's somewhere else as well. I'm trying to hide away from her. So maybe the well, young mate, if you need to go and look up, mate, we're happy to talk to you later if you need to. <laughs> if, if you, if you nah, need to. No, I'm, nah, I'm keeping an eye on him. Mate. What did you make of the doggies last night? Uh, I thought they were pretty good, to be honest. Obviously, they had a few hurdles had to get through during the week. Um, you know, with all the COVID issues, they wouldn't have known what sort of team they could put out on the paddock for for a while there. And um, they flew them up there, and I thought they were out, like, pretty good in the first half, got to the lead, and then just couldn't sustain that sort of energy and presence. And then, you know, obviously, a couple of classy kicks and touches from Adam Reynolds sort of snatched the game away from them at the end. Wait. You played in a lot of teams, and you would have played in teams that are patchy, like the dogs are. You know, they play in patches. How do you address that? How do you become more consistent? Oh, well, it's a never-ending battle, really, to try and find that consistency. Obviously, you know, a lot of it comes down to, well, first of all, confidence within your team and, um, you know, the, the way you're playing, getting the wins, you know, winning in different ways, I think. The chopping and changing of the team, they obviously, like I said, they deal with that adversity. They had a lot of players, you know, who hadn't really played a lot of mm. footy together, a lot of guys missing. That cohesion is, you know, it's massive in playing good football. Is that like a of, sixth sense you've got that you know that someone's going to be right there? You don't even have to really look. You just know they're there? Yeah, well, it's just a great understanding of what your teammates are doing, right? And, and then... Yeah, like you said, you don't really need to talk as much as you would with someone who you don't play with often because you know what you expect from each other. You've done it before out in the field. So it just it makes things easier out there. Um, and, and defensively, it makes a big difference too, knowing how your players inside and outside, you know, what their habits are and tendencies are, and, and you build that confidence with your teammates. So and it's tr- a, is it trust as well? Because, you know, you, I'd imagine when you're playing at your level and you're playing a lot with the same guys, you just trust that they're, they're going to do their job. Yeah, trust without you know without the amount of communication that you need. Yeah. Like communication is obviously the biggest thing on the field, and mm. um, you know when fatigue sets in, you talk and drop. But certainly playing with the same guys in and around you week in week out takes the need for some of that talk around because you, you do know what that guy inside or outside is going to do. So you know you have that greater level of cohesion. So the doggies, like I said, were were pretty good under circumstances, especially in that first half, but they just couldn't maintain that energy and. Um, excitement that they, they had um, Adam Reynolds really stole the game from him in that uh, second half God he's been great a uh, uh, couple of these performances uh, four tries last night, let's talk about the Sharks Talakai, Sifford Talakai has he always been this good and what has happened to elevate him from you know a bench back rower where he's pretty good to now a serious origin contender well, to be honest, mate, the day Siffa came to the Cronulla Sharks, he came on a, um, a train and trial offer, 
And the moment he walked in the door, mate, he's been nothing but great for us. Uh, he really applied himself that first season. Um, you know, you, you hear it all the time. He's like the first guy in, the last guy to leave. But he really had to crack that preseason and, and got himself a start and a contract and then, then, um, then re-signed for another couple of years. So we've always, you know, first of all, he took his opportunity. He made the most of it. But from the moment he started playing with us, mate, we've known the quality in him. He plays, he's so versatile, right? He can play centre, he can play in the back row, he can play in the middle and, and not just play and do the job, but, you know, actually play really well and, and dominate in that position. Um, and I think we're just starting to see the best of him. He, he broke into the scene pretty young. So, you know, at South Sydney, I think he came through as an 18, 19-year-old. So yeah. the talent was obviously always there. Uh, he just probably had to iron out some things off the field. Um, and he did that. He did that in the, you know, after his first little hiatus from the game. And he's reaping the benefits of it now. All right, beautiful. When are you back? Uh, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I, I trained yesterday. I trained pretty good. Um, it's probably... Another box ticked in the right direction, and then I joined the team. So the team trains tomorrow, and this will be my first proper hit out with the team. So hopefully no hiccups. Um, I'm getting closer and closer as each session goes past. Beautiful. Wade Graham, thank you very much, mate. Go and find Thanks, the mate. kids for God's sake. <laughs> uh, well, you want to say hello? You can listen. You want to say hello, William? Uh, you... He's shy. He's shaking his head. All right. See you guys. Name. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, See you, Wade. Wonderful three, five, three. So we're, we're sort of praising Canterbury for hanging in there. Six in a row, I think the knives are starting to come out for Trent Barrett. Just but judging oh, by some of the things that were said last night, that's that's just a given. Dog- you lose six in a row, yeah. You, your your name starts to come up in meetings. Doggies fans, give us a call one triple three five three. This is the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends on a uh, Saturday morning. Just Rich and Dan once again today. Candace back next week. We're going to catch up with her. She's over in India and. I think COVID went through that team, but uh, I don't think it's got the Warners and the kids. And no, she's in that special hotel with a very nice pool and the staff. And... <laughs> the six stars. Yeah, it's doing it tough. <laughs> <laughs> she's waking up at five thirty her time to speak to us. Really? Uh, Friday night. Getting football. home. Just one <laughs> game last night. It was. I well, thought pretty entertaining, Richard. It was 14th versus 16th, but um, yeah. Canterbury were brave. They, they'd had a host of blokes out. They stuck. They had this thing where they can hang in for a little while and then gets away from them. 60 yeah. minutes last night, and then Brisbane exploded. 14th versus 16th is a bit like a you know a two horse race with ponies. You know, <laughs> they can still be competitive, but. Uh, Look, I, I thought Canterbury actually glimpses showed enough talent to say, you know, if you could keep that going for eighty minutes, you might be able to, you know, beat tenth. Yeah. So, you know, that that that's good for them. Well, Does that sound patronising. Well, I did, but they take tenth at the moment yeah. because they're one and six, yeah. and that win was way back in in round one. Wade Graham is joining us, uh, Sharks player, obviously coming back soon, hopefully, and part of the Triple M team. Good morning, Wade. Good morning, fellas. How how are you? Excellent. Yeah, we're uh, good. Thanks, Wade. What are you doing this Saturday morning? I'm actually just watching my young bloke play with the hose and water the lawn. So I'm going to have to go out there and stop him. <laughs> soon. He's got the water going everywhere. Uh, how old is he? 
He's uh, four in August, so he's at a good age. <laughs> You've got him working the, at four. Yeah. Uh, the the two-year-old, I can't find him, so I'm in some dramas this morning. <laughs> Jesus, what a great father. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Find that kid before the missus gets home, all right? What? Uh, no, she's somewhere else as well. I'm trying to hide away from her. So maybe the <laughs> well, mate, if you need to go well. and look up, mate, we're happy to talk to you later if you need to. <laughs> if you, if you nah, need to. Nah, so good. I'm, nah, I'm keeping an eye on him. Mate. What did you make of the doggies last night? Uh, I thought they were pretty good, to be honest. Obviously, they had a few hurdles had to get through during the week. Um, you know, with all the COVID issues, they wouldn't have known what sort of team they could put out on the paddock for for a while there. And um, they flew them up there, and I thought they were out like, pretty good in the first half, got to the lead, and then just couldn't sustain that sort of energy and presence. And then, you know, obviously a couple of classy kicks and touches from Adam Reynolds sort of snatched the game away from them at the end. Wait. You've played in a lot of teams, and you would have played in teams that are patchy, like the dogs are. You know, they play in patches. How do you address that? How do you become more consistent? Oh, well, it's a never-ending battle, really, to try and find that consistency. Obviously, you know, a lot of it comes down to, well, first of all, confidence within your team and, um, you know, the, the way you're playing, getting the wins, you know, winning in different ways, I think. The chopping and changing of the team, they obviously, like I said, they deal with that adversity. They had a lot of players, you know, who hadn't really played a lot of mm. food together, a lot of guys missing. That cohesion is, you know, it's massive in playing good football. Is that like a of, sixth sense you've got that you know that someone's going to be right there? You don't even have to really look. You just know they're there? Yeah, well, it's just a great understanding of what your teammates are doing, right? And, and then... Yeah, you know, like you said, you don't really need to talk as much as you would with someone who you don't play with often because you know what you expect from each other. You've done it before out in the field, so it just it makes things easier out there. Um, and and defensively, it makes a big difference too, knowing how your players inside and outside, you know, what their habits are and tendencies are, and and you build that confidence with your teammates. So and it's tr- a, is it trust as well? Because you know you I'd imagine when you're playing at your level and you're playing a lot with the same guys, you just trust that they're they're going to do their job. Yeah, trust without, you know, without the amount of communication that you need. Yeah. Like, communication is obviously the biggest thing on the field. And, mm. um, you know, when fatigue sets in, you talk and drop. But certainly playing with the same guys in and around you week in, week out takes the need for some of that talk around because you, you do know what that guy inside or outside is going to do. So, you know, you have that greater level of cohesion. So the doggies, like I said, were, were pretty good under circumstances, especially in that first half. But they just couldn't maintain that energy and... Um, excitement that they, they had. Um, Adam Reynolds really stole the game from him in that uh, second half. God, he's been great. Uh, the, uh, a couple of these performances, uh, four tries last night. Let's talk about the Sharks. Talakai, Sifford Talakai, has he always been this good? And what has happened to elevate him from, you know, a bench back rower where he's pretty good to now a serious origin contender? Well, to be honest, mate, the day Siffa came to the Cronulla Sharks, he came on a, um, a train and trial offer. And the moment he walked in the door, mate, he's been nothing but great for us. Uh, he really applied himself that first season. Um, you know, you, you hear it all the time. There's like the first guy in, the last guy to leave. But he really had to crack that preseason and, and got himself a start and a contract and then, a, then, a, um, then re-signed for another couple of years. So we've always, you know... First of all, he took his opportunity. He made the most of it. But from the moment he started playing with us, mate, we've known the quality in him. He plays, he's so versatile, right? He can play centre, 
He can play in the back row. He can play in the middle, and, and not just play and do the job, but you know actually play really well and, and dominate in that position. Um, and I think we're just starting to see the best of him. He, he broke into the scene pretty young, so you know at South Sydney, I think he came through as an 18, 19 year old. So yeah. the talent was obviously always there. Uh, he just probably had to iron out some things off the field. Um, and he did that. He did that in the you know after his first little hiatus from the game and. He's reaping the benefits of it now. All right, beautiful. When are you back? Uh, hopefully soon, hopefully soon. I, I trained yesterday. I trained pretty good. Um, there's probably another box ticked in the right direction. And then I join the team. So the team trains tomorrow. And this will be my first proper hit out with the team. So hopefully no hiccups. Um, I'm getting closer and closer right. as each session goes past. Beautiful. Wade Graham, thank you very much, mate. Go and find Thanks, the mate. kids for God's sake. <laughs> uh, well, you want to say hello? You can listen. You want to say hello, William? Uh, he's shy, he's shaking his head. All right, it's see you guys. Name. Have a good day. Yeah, see you later. Wait, three, five, three. So we're, we're sort of praising Canterbury for hanging in there. But six in a row, I think the knives are starting to come out for Trent Barrett. Just by judging oh, by some of the things that were said last night. That's that's just a given. Dog- you lose six in a row, yeah. you, your your name starts to come up in meetings. Doggies fans, give us a call. One triple three five three. This is... The Dead Set Legends on Triple M. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends here till midday. Saturday scrum on as normal. There's no 3 o'clock game this afternoon, but we're on for the 5.30 uh, game a little later on. Richard Friedman, Dan Ganane. Hello, Dan. Hello. Well, you know, I'm still... I had a good idea in the break, in the song. Just got dissed by you blokes. We'll get to it. Right. Could you let me run the show? Well, you ask me. Well, I said, how are you? Just fine, thanks. Fine, thanks. <laughs> On you go. Nice peaky blinders hat, by the way. I was going to tell you about my good idea. Oh, we'll get to that. But we've got uh, Shane from Eastern Creek, right? He's a Doggies fan. It's been the worst oh. time to be a Doggies fan. I'm sorry. Probably, unless you'd have to be... Pretty Die old. Hard. And in the, 60, in the 60s, Canterbury were this bad. They haven't been this bad since then. Shane, fire away. You're pretty upset. Mate, I'm a little bit frustrated. Oh, listen, I'm not upset with the effort of the boys. I'll be honest with you. If if I was Gus Gould, and they've got some old heads in there at the moment, I would throw every bit of money they've got to get Billy Johnson back to the club. The trainer? Yep. The fitness absolutely. trainer? Mate, back in the 90s, you, you boys would remember, after every game, them boys would be out there doing drills for another 20 minutes. So us as us as supporters, we would know the longer the game went, the more chance we got of winning. Like the '98 <laughs> final against Parramatta. It's, you know what I mean? Things I know, like I know that. what you we, mean. We yeah. need fitness. We need fitness. Fitness, though, that now, and I keep abreast of this because it's my job to keep abreast of it, is all about recovery, not about training again after you've just played a match. That seems, you know, uh, that seems you know at odds with what they what the latest thinking is, but. Maybe just the the old thing works. Mm. You know, maybe the old system does work. Well, if you're running it... Now, last night's different because, you know, they had kids... Karaz was fantastic, but he was gone after 60 minutes. Yeah. It was He cramped up, and you can yeah. understand that. He's heavily needed the run. The bloke that... that uh, uh, Sakrikas... He was very good, but he only had twenty minutes in him, and that's all you can expect. I mean, they, well, you need they at ran least out of four of him. They ran out of. They had half an hour of good football in him against South. Yeah, they had fifty-five minutes yesterday. So I don't know if it's a question of fitness, but 
Shane's you, not you the only bloke. You can't dismiss it out of, out of hand. Shane's not the only bloke who thinks that, is he? No, Mick Ennis went nuts last week. He, he just tore the Canterbury fitness bloke apart. I want to play you some of Mick Ennis, but firstly, Michael from Earlwood. Um, you've got a different perspective, um, and also you're a frustrated doggies man. Yeah, g'day, lads. Um, I just can't understand why you've got Josh, Josh Jackson, whose career is run hard, tackle hard, and all of a sudden they're trying to turn him into a half five eight. You've got our mm. halves and five eights, let alone what you think of the half back. They get to touch the ball less than any other team in the comp. And compounded with that, you've got a kid on the wing who just doesn't, isn't a rugby league player. He should play tennis or something. He's got a fantastic physique, but he just has oh, no idea. Can, yeah, he's, oh, my God. He's my son described him as an ironing board with dreadlocks. <laughs> now, now, in fairness, he was brought in because of the COVID stuff, but, yeah, he's, 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 he's got some issues. He's a rugby league player, right? <laughs> he's, he's not just He's some got guy. some issues. Um, I, the, the problem is we become a copycat league. See, everyone sees Isaiah Yo out the back and... Cam Murray yeah. and, uh, you and now know, they all want to. Now do it. they all want to do it. All of yeah. a sudden, they're turn- yeah. he's right, Michael. Um, Speaking about Mick Ennis on Fox, he lit up the fitness guy. He and Brayton Astor, former Bulldogs, of course, um, they spoke after the game. I think they, they've got plays that they, they're actually doing plays just to do a play. I don't think yeah, they're but- actually thinking, why am I doing it? No. Who am I doing it on? Yeah. It's something that they've practiced at training through the week because they've seen a deficiency or, or, a, or a common trend in the opposition. Mm. And so they just run it. They've got to strip it back a little bit and just let, let, let's see how Burton wants to play. Yes. Let, let's see mm. what suits Flanning. That's right. Let's get Josh Jackson out of that ball-playing role. Totally. Get, particularly in good ball. Just because it works for Cameron Murray and Victor Radley and Isaiah Yeo doesn't mean it works for everyone. Doesn't you've got to know your identity and know who you are as a footy team, and I'm not sure Baz has found that yet. I, I think that he's he needs to find it soon. Well, <laughs> he needs to find it soon. Well, because he does because Gus is not going to tolerate this for much longer. No, your name starts coming up at meetings, and then you know people have got to look for someone to blame. That's they, that's human nature. They've got to be. They should be doing better this year because they've brought in a lot of players. But once they get Marnie and kick out next year, that, that they can't be easing into a season. Yeah, They've but, got to be firing. They've uh, got he, to be firing. You're talking about next year. Can he last a year? Oh, and that's... That's the question. I think that's a big question. Triple M Dead Set Legends coming up after this sports update, including Greg Norman wants to come back, and Mike Tyson made a comeback of sorts on an aeroplane. <laughs> More after this. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends, Richard Friedman, Dan Ganane. Candace uh, will catch up... Uh, with after the 11 o'clock news. Now, he, big story, Richard. Uh, Telegraph website, world exclusive. Greg Norman comeback. Australian golfer set to come out of retirement and play British Open. Uh, I'm filling out the entry form now, Norman told News Corp. I think I'm going. Uh, Norman is secretly hatching plans for a one-off comeback to the majors as intends to tee off at this year's 150th British Open. Now, here's his problem. No, no, before we get to all the theories... He's not qualified. Now, he's a two-time winner, but they cut you off at 60 as an automatic. So at 67, he's got to qualify. I mean, this this is fanciful. How can they call this a comeback? (laughs) This is not a comeback. This is a lap of honour. He's just going there. He's got one reason for going there. He's trying to recruit players for the live golf, and he can't get them on the phone. 100%. That's 100%. It's either a publicity stunt. But he, I don't. I don't think even he would no. go to those. I mean, no. did you see the documentary 
fabulous documentary on ESPN about the 96 Masters. I mean, who in their right mind would say, okay, let's trawl back the worst sporting Moment. memory of my life. Yeah. And let's, how about you play, play all my bad shots back to me and get my reaction? I mean, there is, he's always been comfortable with himself. 100% he is. And we've, you know. More than. But hey, for people my age, it's, he and probably Warren are our two biggest heroes. Well, you know, Greg Norman has a strong enough ego to be able to just look at all those bad shots and go, yeah, I've got another. I've got another agenda going on here. I'm happy to look at all that. And that's just promoting Greg Norman again. That's right. And, it, look, very brave of him to do that. I, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if anyone else would want to do it. But he, he's done it, and it was fascinating. Do you know the, 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 the worst moment when he collapsed, when Nick Faldo yeah. beat him, when they said it was unlosable? Which is what that documentary was about. Yeah. That moment, the night before, when he led on the Saturday, mm. apparently he was putting... You know, he's getting into the car to go back to the hotel. Yeah. And a journo said, not even you could mess that up, Greg. Yeah. And he said, that's what planted the seed. He said, from that moment on, yeah. I started to have doubt. Well, and then <laughs> that's frightening. And also, uh, he saw on the Golf Channel, uh, one of the CBS commentators said, I've seen some flaws in his swing. Today might be an interesting day. At 7 in the morning, right. on the day he's going to become the Masters champion, he rings up the, the the lead producer of CBS Sport and rips into him at 7 in the morning. It's not a good start, is it? So, uh, but it is fact. But we, we're of the same opinion here that um, that this is all just it's to, to keep get, his... It's to get to the players. He can't get to a lot of them. They'll be on the road. They'll be in hotels. How do you find them? You've got to go to their manager. They don't want to put you through to the player. No. You know, he wants to get to the players, and he himself. thinks the force of his personality Correct. and the Saudi money. Yeah, and it may be, it may be it enough may to work. get a few. Yeah, I mean they've, they've announced one player, Robert Garrigus. Yeah, who's he? He's a thousand and twenty fourth <laughs> in the world. He won one PGA tournament in two thousand and ten. I think it was. Like, that's your big name. Anyway. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends sports update coming up. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends sports update. You're so rich. The music is great at yeah, the moment. Yeah, good today. Good today. Well, well better lo- than today, ever since we've come back. I know, it's been good. Lachlan, he's on the panel. Well, he's got nothing to do well, with no, it. Well, he's, no, he's radio royalty. You know that. I understand, but he's not picking the yeah. songs. No, they just picking them, don't they? Bulldogs suffered their sixth straight loss going down to the Broncos, 34-14. to 14. Now, we've covered that uh, in depth, but I want to get to this AFL drama, Rich. St Kilda beats GWS Giants in Canberra, 77-60. That's uh, not dramatic. But this controversial new dissent rule is front and centre again. So a Saints player... Talk me through this. Dan McKenzie was pinged, politely inquired about a decision, and then gets pinged. And two others clearly, clearly had their arms raised. Yeah. For those who uh, who are out there who say, Get "What nothing. is this dissent rule?" If if you as a player are given a free kick against you by the umpire, and you raise your hands in a questioning motion, like, "What's that about? You surely you can't be giving me that." And everyone's seen them do it. You've seen players do it. Everyone has. That gets you a fifty meter penalty. You have to be marched down the field 50 metres for doing that. 
a guy, I can't remember which player it was, he ra- literally raised his, an- his hands to below his chest, next to his body, you know, just the little hands out like that, little jazz hands, and 50 metres. And then other blokes have had their hands waving above their head like those blow-up dolls outside the car yards, and, <laughs> and they don't get penalised. They don't get a free given away. Are you mesmerised by those blow-up dolls? I know I am. I know. Uh, oh, hang on. Jesus, very strange. That, that came across very badly. <laughs> Sorry about that. I meant the yeah. one. <laughs> Do go on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why did you have to say blow up dolls? I'm, because I'm from. They're not called that. They're called something else. <laughs> oh, God. Save um, that log. Uh, but was this even an epidemic, this descent thing? Where has this come from? Well, they, they're, they're concerned that, that they can't get umpires at the lower grades, particularly in the junior grades. They think that if the, the players at AFL level, set the tone that they never dissent an umpire's decision at any stage, to any degree, that will wash down through the grades and they'll be able to get umpires. They can't get umpires at the moment. But I have to say, Tony Squires made a very good point on the back page the other night that we were both on. Mm. He said 90% of that aggravation that is directed at those young umpires, and they're only kids, comes from across the sideline. 100%. It's not out on the field. It does 100%. happen out on the field, and that should be stamped out. But a, most of it comes from over the sideline, from, you know, parents, other parents. It's, you know what I've found? So I've watched a bit of A-grade footy, and it's mates of, cousins of, yeah. that obviously have very little. This is their out, This is their outlet, and they give it to some poor. And these are uh, referees in league. Yeah. They're kids. They're doing yeah. A-grade, so they're having a tough enough time trying to, you know, Control not be intimidated by yeah. the men playing A-grade, and then they're getting hounded by these low lives on the sideline. Yeah. Look, it's a valid... It's it's Look, the cause and the motive is good. I just don't think this is the right way to prosecute it, and it's a fiasco at the moment because the umpires just cannot be consistent with it. They are not consistent. Waratah's thump by the Waikato Chiefs, 51-27. I'm going to save Mike Tyson for uh, the second hour, but there was something very concerning last night at the Broncos game. Now, firstly, Rich, I, I, how do I say this? I don't like the last post on non-April twenty-five days, but that's me and and people RSLs there, and they they're all in, so good enough. Well, that, that's they're the ones that make that decision. No it, harm, exactly. Yeah. Except we had some buffoon in the crowd last night at Brisbane yelling during the silence between the last post and the rouse, and apparently for those who were close and heard what he said, was very offensive. Well, he is, you know, deep in the crowd, and you could almost make out what he said. Right. And they clearly turned the effects mics down. Well, we all heard that moved on. Um, Except the people around him. Well... They didn't move the on. The bloke was a, an older bloke, let's say, in a, in a Broncos jersey. Some bloke um, has walked up to him... Uh, no, he's he. Well, he ran up to him. No, no, he's the guy in the Broncos jersey. Approached a guy who was obviously giving it to him, and because the whole crowd around him were abusing him, right, saying "shut up." Yeah, but get the Broncos out. fan was the one doing. He was the one doing it. Right. He then approached a guy in a Bulldogs jersey That's who right. was standing in the row behind, about looked about twelve, fifteen feet away. He approached him, 
And as soon as he got within reach, the guy in the Bulldogs jersey just floored him. And it was a frightening punch. Floored him. The guy reeled backwards and, and, and I don't know how he didn't smash his Mate, head the on the concrete. The guy can throw him. The guy can clearly throw him. He's younger, fitter, and has technique. And then this Broncos guy who's made the furor has approached him again. He staggered to his feet well, and pissed. gone up again. Yeah, I mean, he's drunk. And then got floored again. And then the guy in the, in the Bulldogs jersey started to absolutely wail on him. Right? Yeah. It was just raining blows on him. And, and then it all broke up. What concerned me was that sort of violence didn't fit what the guy did. The, what the guy did is disgusting, and I don't mind the crowd around him telling him to shut up and get out. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. I don't think anyone would be down with that. But you, you end up with a guy who's absolutely assaulted this guy and could have killed him, yeah. and that doesn't fit what he did. And what's almost as bad... Oh, the crowd? The crowd around him just watched him do it. Cheering. Cheering. It's just not on. Yeah. It's not on. It really can... And... and uh, i tell you what we're never short of, people videoing these things. I've seen no. two different angles of this. And we don't know what... We don't know anything about the guy who's done this. He might have mental issues. He might be disabled. The one that... The, the one that perpetrated. Ab- the, the, yeah, that yelled out during yes. the, the song. Yeah, we don't know. So... That's just it was anyway, an ugly scene. It could have been a lot worse. Triple M. Fatal. This is the uh, Dead Set Legends. Oh, oh, Richard's tip is coming up very soon. He's on fire. $5.90 last week. Triple M. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Do you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Before we move on, Andrew from Robertson has called in. Must be listening to us on the uh, listener app. Streaming us in. Good morning, Andrew. G'day, Dan. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Something, Good, mate. Uh, something's fired you up. Yeah, well, I know it hasn't fired me up too much, but um, you made the point, and, and I was, when I was reading about the story about that incident at, um, up in uh, Brizzy last night, oh, oh, <laughs> the, the Anzac, Anzac Day for me is the most sacred date on the calendar. Mm. And to have the AFL and, and the Rugby League have, from Friday night onwards, having the, 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 uh, a bit of a service and, and the last post and all that sort of thing on a non-Anzac Day, and I know they call it the Anzac Day round, I, I don't like it. It's, and the 25th is the most important day for me on the calendar, and I just think it's... I, I just, and um, it should I be, and you, you want it respected more and not diluted by having it... Absolutely. Across yeah, the whole Rich, weekend, right. yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm I'm torn, Andrew, because uh, thank you for the call. That's a good point. It is a very good point, and the best two minutes of sport in this country, I think, and I think a lot of people would agree, uh, are the two minutes of Anzac Day, whether it's Collingwood Essendon at the MCG or Dragons Roosters up here in Sydney. That two that that service that ceremony, yeah, is the best two minutes. No, there's no sport being played. But it might be the best two minutes of sport in this country. When all you can year. hear a pin drop in, no, a, in a crowd of God knows, well, down in Melbourne, it could be a crowd of 100,000. Yeah, 40,000 here, yeah. and you're right. When you play it eight times, you, I'm not saying you're asking for trouble, but you're opening the door for possibilities of what we saw last night at Brisbane. Well, exactly. You, you do open the, the door to that, you make that a possibility. But it's still. It's still a mark of, of how seriously people take it that the crowd around that fellow in Brisbane last night mm. went berserk because he called out during the, 
the, the minute silence. Yeah, and so what? It, it actually works out well this week because the Anzac Day games, Anzac Day is the last games of the round, so mm. it's sort of build up. Mm. It, it becomes particularly, I think, unedifying when you've got Anzac Day as the first game of the round, yes. and then you get to the twenty eighth, and they're still doing it. Yeah. It just seems a little. I don't think they should dilute it. I I, no. I think they're doing it to 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 have a round, to have something to promote. To... Yeah. And they're doing it for the right. I don't. They're not, not commercialising. Yeah. They commercialise everything. I don't think they're commercialising this. And the RSL is all in on this, mm. right? They, if they say well, we don't like this, that's the end of it. But yeah. they're obviously they're providing people. They're they're putting their hands up and saying this is great. This is eight services instead of one. So that's more exposure. And I, I don't know that we need. No, More than I, one. I agree Dave. with you, but it's it's a tricky one. Good, uh, Andrew. That's a great call, mate. We're giving you the Taronga Zoo pass. Apparently, Vivid is on. Uh, part of the Vivid is Wild Lights or Wild Nights at Taronga Zoo. So there Fantastic. you go. You got a, a family pass of four. Andrew, come up to Sydney for the weekend. Have a good time. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Ladies and gentlemen, the best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman. Join Iron Woman, Candice Warner. Welcome back. Our number two. Geez, that was a big first hour, wasn't it? Uh, Candace Warner coming up shortly in India. But Rich, we've kept the we've kept the punters waiting long enough. Can you please provide a tip here? Feeling a lot of pressure here, Dan. Oh, you know, I've had a good a run. And I've got to keep it going somehow. You, yeah, but you're playing with house money a little bit. We are at the moment. We're we're well in front, aren't we? Uh, race two at Randwick. Now the track at Randwick, it will be. As close to bottomless as you will ever find. Uh, it is a heavy 10. I reckon if it, they had a heavy 15 rating, it would be it. As bottomless as the Star Harvest Buffet. <laughs> yes. Yes, you will never reach the bottom of that. Uh, anyway, let's go to race two, which is the Midway Handicap. And a Midway is a race where the, the, the leading trainers can't run horses. It's a bugger of a race to yeah. try and make money. On. I know. And it's a tough day to make money all around because the track is in conditions like we haven't seen in years. Anyway, I'm going in the midway race to number nine, Compassionate, down in the weights, Ooh. liked its last run, it's had a bit of support this morning in markets. I think it'll run well. As drawn an outside alley, but I don't know that that will be a disadvantage today. $4.80 I'm looking here on the uh, Sportsbet app. Why are they sponsoring this show? Uh, $4.80, Compassionate, number nine, race two at Randwick. All right, good luck, everybody. Candice joining us after this. Aaron Woods, we're going to catch up with. He might be playing on Anzac Day. It's going to be a special day for him. Mike Tyson knocking blokes out on an aeroplane. And the Wimbledon people do it. They ban the Russians. It's official. We're going to talk about that. And Greg Russ joins us as well. Plus the list of grievances. How on earth are we going to fit all this in? Triple M, Dead Set Legend. Game, set and match. Other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Yes, Triple M Dead Set Legends, executive decision. We're pushing Aaron to the Saturday uh, scrum show. Tony and Co will take care. We we could we would have had him for two minutes. That would have been disrespectful to the great man. And they've got to do three hours. Well, the, well, no, no, and they do it very well. Of course, can they you do. please not be not talk down to people? <laughs> I'm Richard? not talking down. Oh, I was respecting that they do a lot of work. <laughs> All right, well, we got plenty to get through here. Now, we struggled a bit with the line to India last week. We're going to try again. Candace Warner from India, come in. Hi, how are we, how are we all today? Oh, that's all right. That's Pretty a couple good. of second delay, but we can live with that. How's now, the buffet been? 
that there's been no buffet because our team, um, the early capitals, has been rocked by COVID. So we've had to do a lot of isolation since the last time we spoke and have spent a lot of time in our room, um, all meals in our room. Mm. Um, yeah, so it hasn't been great for us. Oh. How have you not got it? Well, we've been really lucky. We um, we know that Mitch Marsh, he got it uh, close to a week ago, so he's been isolating. Uh, that What they do is once soon as someone comes down with COVID, they take them out of the hotel. Mitch actually had to go to hospital for a night. Um, so, look, we've just Might been be super lucky to be able to, mm. yeah, to avoid it. Um, but we know that Ricky Ponting last night, one of his family members, came down with COVID, so he couldn't coach the side. He was coaching via Zoom from the hotel. So it's, we've kind of just been dealing with it the best that we can, but it's been tough for the players. Now, um, I noticed your hubby's going very well, actually. Mm. Three consecutive 60s. That's beautiful in IPL. Quick but, 60. But hang on. Is it true the kids are a little peed off at him? <laughs> yes, that's right. So 60 is just not good enough in our house. They've because we're over here, we've been watching all the matches and um, the Englishman, Josh Butler, has been absolutely mm. having a field day. He got another century last night. I think that's maybe two for the series, but he also got out for 96. So he's been going gangbusters and it's just not good enough that David's getting 60. They want hundreds. Do you want to put Davey under the pump? Just show the kids Chris Gale's 175 off 60 balls or his... <laughs> century off 30 balls, which happened 12 months ago to the day today. Is that right? Mm. There you go. It did, but interesting enough, Pat Cummins still has the fastest 50 um, in IPL at, at this stage. Um, when The other day when he got um, off, I think, 13 or 14 balls. Something unbelievable. That's right. Remember, this is a weird... You won't remember this, Candace. Wayne Holdsworth nearly got the fastest 50 in the history of the Mercantile Mutual Cup. He got 49 <laughs> off 18 balls. I mean, that was... And he was a plotter as a batter. He was a fast... But anyway. A plotter. Um, a plotter. You're talking about Cummins. Boy, he's struggling with the ball for the Kolkata team. Hey, I want to ask this, Candace. So, you know, I was trying to think about this. Um, we know how big cricket is in India, and IPL particular. Uh, you know, here... Right, we've got the game coverage and you've got like a little bit of pre-game, a little bit of post-game and obviously the six o'clock news, you'll be a, you know, a three-minute story on it. What is it like there? I mean, are, are there channels dedicated to IPL? It's, you know, how, how, yeah, how well, much of this, give us a sense of, you know, the saturation. Is. Yeah. Okay, so it's not just one channel that shows that um, the current IPL games. There's probably about 16 channels that show it. Then there's also about five channels dedicated to just showing India matches, but just the matches that India wins. And that's quite funny. <laughs> that, that does make me laugh. What, what <laughs> so do they call that, that channel? Laugh, um, but it's just, I don't even know. I, I don't know what it's called, but it's just every game is just India winning. So... But then it's. Every, I'm, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating here. Every single TV ad will have an Indian cricket player mm. on there selling anything, anything, anything <laughs> and everything. Like it is. It is so big, and I know that the viewing of the IPL has actually been up thirty percent off last year. So it is getting bigger and bigger. And I know we spoke about that last week, but it's just. It is. They are like gods over here. It is like a religion. It just. You try to get on the bus to go to the grounds and you have to have police cars everywhere just 
moving the people along because it's just they just want a glimpse of of their hero or someone that they may watch on TV. Um, and it, you should see the smiles on their face. They just light up, and it means so much to them. 16 channels. 16. What is on these 16? What, of current games or of old games? What? I thought we had a lot of horse racing channels. Current games. <laughs> 16. Current games, old games. Um, they just can't get enough of it. Wow. Okay. And this is 24-hour dedication. <laughs> wow. Anyway, your 24-hour dedication is... Being locked in that room in that hotel, yeah. which we feel really badly about. A bit. Is the butler allowed in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You... No, no, no one is allowed in. So we get a call at about well at uh, twelve a.m. No joke. We get a call at twelve a.m. Putting our order in for breakfast, and you know what it's like. This should be a grievance when you order toast and it gets to the room and it's cold or it's like cardboard. Oh, I'm writing. This and thing. then you. you because it's no good. So the well, kids, they absolutely, they're not. <laughs> this is. Well, we don't, they don't have any. We don't have any here. Oh, well, so they, they, what sort of six star hotel is this, Candice? <laughs> I mean, this well, is this is stuff the common people go through, not 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 you know people going over to earn a million bucks in a month. This is exactly. a disgrace. Oh, you know, but you're talking about um, you know a million dollars a month. Tim David, who plays the Hobart. He, um, this is interesting. So he got one of the highest bids for an Australian player at the auction. I think he went for close to 1.5 million. He got dropped after two games. So the first game he scored 12 runs and then one run. His team is having an absolute shocker. They, Mumbai, who won the series last year, uh, zero from seven. So that doesn't look good for them. But isn't it amazing how he would have to be the most expensive water boy? Um, or the most well-paid water boy ever. 1.5 just to sit and run water. I'm laughing because he gets full pay, doesn't he? They don't. They, it's he's getting full the 1.5. Yeah. He's getting the 1.5. Beautiful. He's resting up. Um, Hang on. Yeah. So he, he, he's, he's not getting the 1.5. Yeah, it's we are getting the 1.5. You and him. And you're still <laughs> remonstrating about it. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. She's talking about Tim David getting one point. Oh, I thought it was Dave. Yeah, no, Dave's not getting that Come much. Come on, Rich. Wake up. Dave's only oh, getting sorry. one point. I got one. behind. Uh, can, are you back with us next week? We miss you. Absolutely. I miss Good. you guys, and I can't wait to be back. Excellent. All right. Well, um, uh, it's like 5.30 in the morning or 6 o'clock in the morning, so thank you. You've uh, <laughs> you've gone above and beyond. Good luck with the toast. We're all, we're all crossing our fingers that you can get fresh toast tomorrow, Candice. Yeah. <laughs> no more cardboard toast. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Dead Zed Legends, no, Triple M. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Uh, only two games of NRL today because of Anzac Day, so uh, 5.30 North Queensland, Gold Coast, 7.30. Good one, Rich. Tigers try and make it two in a row when they play South at Combank. Now, Swans play on Monday, don't they? Yes. They play, Strange one. They're playing Hawthorne in Tasmania. Yeah, they've done that before, I think. On they, Anzac Day? Not on Anzac Day to my memory, but I know they've played down there, and that, I think they've played Hawthorne down there weird, before. That's, yes, times. they have, but that's yeah. a weird one. That's a 12-30 game on it. That's going to be weird to have. It's just like the curtain opener. It's like yeah, a, for Collingwood. Yeah, for Collingwood. Hey, I've got a theory, Rich. What? Okay. To do with the Swans. Hmm. What is the one constant, the Swans, for 25 years, the one constant of Sydney? 
It's, oh, I don't know. It's, they've changed coach. They've, they've changed great, all the players. They've had great players. But they've always had a superstar. Yeah. Tony Lockett into Barry Hall into Lance Franklin. Well, you're saying a superstar full forward. I'm saying yeah, a, forward, I'm saying forward. a superstar that crosses is mainstream. Yep. Right. The Swans obviously decided 25 years ago we need someone that can sell our team to the greater Sydney public, and they've done it brilliantly. So here's my theory. Dusty Martin is sick of the fishbowl in Melbourne. He spent a few weeks away. I know, and it's been reported now by Caroline Wilson of The Age down there, or Channel 9, that he spent those weeks in Sydney. Uh-oh. No, no one noticed him. He had a great time. He, he yes. just he just it, it kept his own counsel. He wasn't oh. in the fishbowl. I put it to you, Richard, as the career of Buddy Franklin winds down. Dusty Martin in a red and white jersey. I reckon there's at least... You know, they all laugh when they said there's 10 years in Buddy. Well, he's nearly, nearly worked out his 10 years, and he's still playing bloody well. Yeah, but when he plays, his, his body is starting to let him Yeah, down. he's getting you're getting less and less yeah. out of him, but that's normal. They've still got nearly the 10 years out of him. I reckon they'd get another six or eight out of Dusty. Oh, that's what's right. And... They would give him, I'm sure Richmond would go, you know what, <laughs> you're the greatest player we've ever had. Three premierships, God bless you. But anyway, listen, that's a theory. That's not bad, Dan. I'm just going like down it, a Dan. long, it's a long I path. <laughs> I have no information. I'm just inventing a story. I love it. But let's just see if that happens. Um, well, something that did happen, Mike Tyson uh, absolutely yeah. tore into some passenger on a plane. Now, the passenger was being a dropkick, Rich. Have oh, you no seen doubt. the video of, mate, he was annoying him for, uh, incessantly. Um, it was business class, not that that matters, because you're still in close proximity. And this pill was, with someone filming it the whole time, was looking at the camera and just giving it to Mike. Well, Mike had enough and just laid <laughs> into him. Mike was sitting in the seat, the row in front of him. That's right. And he just stood up, leaned over the back of his seat, grabbed this bloke, and thumped him. Now, that's bad enough, but it's Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> the bloke's lucky that he survived. I didn't think it was, I don't think he got the full Mike Tyson no. if, experience because he seemed like they were subdued, but it's still Mike Tyson. And then, he, and then he posed for the camera after it. Did you see the silly look on his oh, face? A, the sad look on his face? An absolute fool. He's, he's going to try and be a celebrity a, out of it. He's a tool. So did he deserve it? Oh, look, you can't say you can't, you can't condone violence, even if he was being a tool. But what was the airline doing? They've got a celebrity on their flight. They can see this guy being a tool. Let's get him off but the if flight. You're, if you're doing that to Mike Tyson, what do you think is going to happen? You are asking for trouble. Of course, yeah. he doesn't deserve to get his lights punched out. But what are you doing putting your head in the lion's mouth? So you can get a payout. That's what you're trying to do. And, he, and in fact, hasn't Mike Tyson talked about this before? This is on the yeah, Charlie I'm... Tells Me the Hot Box podcast. I don't know what that is, but here he is. I was that guy tripping, hitting off, oh, hitting people because they f***ing with me too much for autograph. I f***ing knock them out. Yeah. Next thing, but know what? I started signing those checks, and that would broke my spirit. Oh, these are getting $4 million. I don't Ooh. even know these guys. Ooh. $8 million. I don't know Ooh. these. Who are these guys? Ooh. It's because I was stupid. I was, I started hitting <laughs> these guys. And know what else, too, I got to remember? I'm, I'm a heavyweight champ. I'm knocking these guys out. I'm breaking their cheekbones, their eye sockets. Hey, man, this is, this is crazy. These are regular people in the streets, you know? Jeez, oh, I'm glad we played that. What are you saying? What are you doing, Mike? You're saying I'm giving them $4 million and $8 million. 
It's just going to encourage tools like this. He's going to have to do it again. Uh, Wimbledon did it, Rich. They yeah. have banned the Russians. I didn't think they'd pull the trigger. I thought this was all going to be a, a warning and an event. They can't be doing this. Well, so, so they're banning Medvedev and all the Russians and Belarusians as well for not uh, denouncing Putin. Well, I, I, it kind of brings politics into sport once again, and it's happening more and more and more and more blatantly and overtly. Their politics is part of sport. If people say now, oh, well, politics is just part of sport. It is never meant to be that way. However, and I'm against politics coming into sport in nearly in every occasion, except when you've declared war on your neighbour for no good reason. This is, yeah, but Medvedev didn't do it. He, he, he's he's, an, it's, he's it's a an, Russian. It's an individual sport. It's an individual sport. You can't ban him. I mean, they're going to make this bloke a sympathetic figure. I don't know that you can. This bloke is a is a you know Russians. They're on the nose, and they yeah, they're going to. What is he supposed to do? So he denounces Putin. He's going to get his family killed. Well, I don't know that they actually. But what's do Wimbledon? That, but, oh, know, okay. That, but what's Wimbledon? Who are they? Who are they to make political decisions? Well, they're an iconic British institution and you know we are crazy at war okay. with russia at i don't the remember i don't remember when the americans stuffed up the weapons of mass destruction i don't remember roddick and the williams sisters being booted out of wimbledon either it's funny how they've made a decision no, no, on this no. russian situation <laughs> we have to take action if they had a if they had a, a big tennis tournament in Iraq, they might have been booted oh, out of that. Did said legends. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yes, indeed. It's all happening and it's thanks to Bendix Brakes. Greg Rust on all things motorsport. Uh, apropos nothing, how many potholes are out there, Rich, on the roads at the May? It's dangerous, Sydney oh, roads. I drove up the country uh, last week, and it is just... The road I drove on, it was almost impassable in spots. Yeah. And, you know, they won't get touched for a while. I got country a, I, roads. Well, I got a flat the other day. All of Sydney stuffed. Mm. Anyway, uh, without any further ado, let's go to our man Greg Rust. I've linked Sydney roads with motor Lovely racing. Segment. Hello, Rusty. Hello, Dan. Hey, and I've got, I've got mates that are in the tyre industry and the rim industry, and they are flat out at the moment, as yeah. you know, pardon the pun. It's, there's, particularly in Sydney, when I drove there in recent weeks, it's bad. Well, I don't know if there's any potholes in the track for the F1 last night. There was plenty of rain, <laughs> you know. Was, did it well, cause any potholes? We're a conversation here, and you've got to turn it to <laughs> professional stuff. Well, Dan Ricciardo's been outgunned by his team, mate, but the McLarens have continued to form and the upswing we saw in Australia. Yeah, they have. Um, it was, as you say, a bit of a, an interrupted session, so damp and tricky conditions. They had a number of red flags too, Richard, which, which dragged it out. So in the earlier parts of qualifying, Dan was actually pretty pretty pacey with his teammate Lando Norris. In the end, Lando got third. Dan qualified sixth. The cars uh, are pretty reasonable. And Dan didn't get two laps in that final part of qualifying because of the red flags, whereas the guys in front of him did. So he didn't get a second part mm. of the cheering. So... Um, Max Verstappen got the um, got the pole from the the championship leader Charles Leclerc. Now, new contract uh, for Ferrari driver Carlos Sainz, and um, the media thought he was having some trouble in negotiation. He'd already <laughs> signed. He'd already signed. They were waiting to uh, 
waiting to get the news out there. I, I never know what to believe with some of these numbers when they are bandied around the mainstream press, but they say it's worth $10 million a year. There'd be performance bonuses on that for points, even more for podiums, and then again for wins. And he's, he's yet to have his first win in Formula One, Carlos Sainz, but he's properly talented, had a great back end to last year, and I reckon he'll get his first win this year for sure. What was his background? He, he, his father is probably what you're thinking about. His dad was a world rally champion. I remember him. Very, very good driver. He was Carlos as well, track. wasn't he? Correct, correct. He's yeah. Carlos Senior, and uh, and he often will go to the to the track with his son. His son properly loves rallying and what what dad did, but he's gone the open wheeler path and made it to Formula One. And he's one of the most dedicated athletes you'll meet, mate. Really chip off the old block like the old man. Now, did you see that the supercar driver Shane Van Gisbergen, the Giz? He's trying to drive in a round of the World Rally Championship. Speaking of rallies, you reckon he'll have a, a chance in that? You reckon that'll happen? He calls himself SVG, and I reckon he will, Richard. Um, he's going to do a few other things on the international scene this year, racing-wise, providing it doesn't get in the way of his, his stuff here with supercars, which it won't. Um, he's a proud Kiwi, as you know. Um, I mean, just to, to underscore, this is a very different form of motorsport. He did, did a, a round of the Australian Championship just a few weeks ago, his first ever in Australia, and he finished second on debut, mate. The guy is just unbelievable in anything he jumps behind the wheel of, so it'd be cool to see him race. That's that's a, a, a really good event in New Zealand with some great roads. Do you, do you reckon in driving these other forms, though, it could affect your supercar uh, yeah, abilities? It, you know, it could no. just change the way you do things? I, I actually think it's quite the opposite. Right. Because he has such a deft touch in anything that he gets into it actually makes him think about new ways to do things in the supercar. And he's, he's uh, I know he doesn't always have the greatest relationship with the media, but, but away from the game, the way he can crunch the numbers, understand the engineering of the car, and, uh, and as I say, just diversely brilliant, mate. Yeah. Well, I wonder if he looks at uh, McLaughlin and says, bloody hell, I'm as good as this bloke, and this guy's taking on the world. Anyway, thank you, Rusty. Catch you next week. Thanks to Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. See you, Rusty. Have a good weekend, yeah, guys. Mate. Cheers. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Do you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Uh, Monday, we're on air three, Dragons Roosters. Uh, what's your stance on two-up? Nothing wrong with two-up. I like a good game of two-up. Stand there, bet against the drunks. <laughs> That's the point. It's a game for drunks. It's fun to bet against them, but get your money off them. What do you mean? The, what are you talking about? Well, you got to hold your hand up. The one I played, you know, you hold your hand up for tails or whatever it is, and then you win, and you go and f- you have to go to the other side of the pit to get them, yeah. and they're pissed off by them. Oh, come on. No one would do that on Anzac Day. What? It's un-Australian. It's un-Australian. Well, it happened, Rich. Really? It happened. I don't know. The Coogee Bay Hotel at about four in the afternoon. Very poor standard of And of then I had an ice cream that. there. Guess how that went down. Anyway, uh, that's not true. Richard, <laughs> now, that was my grievance. Here's your real grievance. Hello, Dan. The mint. The mint make the coins. What were they thinking when they made the 50-cent piece? Oh. Oh. What a stupid coin. It's huge. <laughs> It's got 12 sides. It's covered in corners. doesn't fit in any machine. It's distinctive. How could you make a machine that actually took a 50-cent piece? At least you know it's a 50-cent. You're it's, rummaging around. You know a 50-cent Everyone wants piece. to get rid of them, right? They're stacked up. There'll be billions of dollars of 50-cent coins in people's cupboards. There'll be someone making a living out of collecting 50-cent pieces. I've got a question for you, Rich. What is the lowest denomination of coin on 
the road that you will bend down to pick up. Anything gold. I I will go 50 cents up. See, the 50 cent piece. (laughs) Again, it's a stupid coin. (laughs) All right, that's, boy, that's got you fired up. That's it. Uh, Tony and the crew coming up. Aaron Woods will join them. Apologies to Aaron. We mucked him around a bit, but he'll uh, join the uh, Saturday Scrum crew. And don't forget, we're on air 3 o'clock on Monday for the Anzac Day game. Have a good weekend, Rich. Thanks, mate. Deadset Legends back next week. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Deadset Legends. Are you mesmerised by those blow-up dolls? I know I am. I know.